Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. Glad to hear that. So in this episode, my buddy Phil Jackson of the uh, once proud Shamrock and QP clan here to tell you, was it QP and Shamrock? Shamrock and QP. Yeah, that's right, Shamrock and QP. Uh, we, we got to talking about Surf Dreams Foundation, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about that right now. SurfDreamsFoundation.org. There's a lot of kids in this area who go surfing and or, or who, who are just really, really excited about being around the beach and being in the water and just, just having that click and that group to hang out with. And a lot of these kids are in situations to where they wouldn't be able to do this otherwise. And Phil is doing absolute phenomenal work with all of these kids and all of these families and uh, hooking everybody up with every every uh, thing that they need to do such things. So please go to surfdreamsfoundations.org. There's a donate button there. Drop some dollars in there so that these kids can go eat ice cream after they get done surfing or just just have a good experience, have a good childhood, because that's what I'm getting out of all this, is that Phil here is just trying to make sure that these kids have a good childhood, because people like him and myself know what it's like to not be able to do certain things as a kid, so I'm not going to give away anything that we talk about, so no spoilers here, but just listen on to find out what, uh, you know, find out what is really going on in this situation. Also, you guys, regular listeners, know my voice is not sounding right. I'm still not getting there. For some reason, this thing won't leave me. But anyway, that's beside the point. Please do the GoSurfDreamsFoundation.org and all facets of, uh, I'm pretty sure, the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, all of these situations, all these uh Platforms go find Surf Dreams Foundation. Also, please go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Patreon, um, Facebook. Did I say that already? Mi stuff and YouTube. Kelsey Hudgens. Please click subscribe, click follow on all the all of these different platforms. Do that, and I don't think I have anything else for you right now. <clears throat> Yeah, that's all I got for you on the intro, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, episode number 94 of MI Stuff. Number 94, man. That's crazy. Right? That's awesome. All Congratulations, man. Thanks, man. Featuring Brother Phil Jackson, DJ QP. Enjoy, motherfuckers. Plum will be at a spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. With silverware. Yeah. And then I'm my, like my house, forget it, bro. My yeah, wife well, hates me. Well, uh, well, that's what, that's the cool thing about about like not having a roommate. And I know that a lot of people don't. Uh, a lot of like Adam and Smitty or whatnot, they're all like, "Well, you are Adam mostly." Is I can't wait till you have kids, so you can realize that uh, that everything ain't perfect all the damn time. And I'm like, dude, I hear you, man, <laughs> but like, I just really dig. Oh, that's not letting me get on my YouTube on that. I'll just do that later. Uh, yeah, I was like, man, I just really dig knowing where everything is. And that's my whole thing. Like, And, you know, you don't have a roommate. I have four, three kids and a wife. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> so, um, all right, let's go. Uh, basketball practices in 15 minutes. Yeah. All right. If you know where your shoes are, if you know where your jersey's at, you know what I mean? You know where yeah. your book bag's at. Yeah. I mean, we can be out the house in five. Well, if you don't know where any of that's at, it's like a thirty-minute deal. Exactly. <laughs> like, I can't get that. It's easy. Like, 
Okay, I get a I get a uh, uh, the lunch meat out of the refrigerator, right? And I get the bread out of the cover. Well, you put the lunch meat on the bread and put them both back where they came from. So easy, simple. You'd think, right? No, let's just leave the bread out on the counter for Dad. Lunch meat. He'll put it away. <laughs> yeah, because it drives him crazy. He'll, <laughs> he'll get to it. He'll get around to it. See, I'm, but I'm, I'm that way with everything except it, I'm not so, uh, I'm not so adamant about like uh, everything being absolutely spotless. As long as I know where everything is, like for instance, all this crap that all, that's sitting on top of this piano. Came off of that piano before I moved it. I put it all right, put it all back, right back, right back where it was, like basically. <laughs> and I don't know, I'm just strange about things like that. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this voice that you hear that you've never heard before is brother Phil Jackson, DJ QP in the house. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? So we're gonna talk about some. Uh, you got you got some pretty cool shit going down with the uh, the surf dreams. Yeah, man. Just you know, trying to make it, trying to live. And uh, change some lives and make some dreams come true. Don't let big man fool you. He can rip. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, ha- I have fun out there. And, uh, it, you know, I like seeing the kids have fun as well. Well, that's the, that's one thing that I really enjoy seeing is I can't surf. I've never been on a board in my life. And I, I really enjoy seeing obviously, because everybody I hang out with is, is a surfer. Right. Everybody. And uh, I really like seeing what you're doing with, like, getting these kids started in, at a young age and helping them figure out well, whether it's for yeah. them or not. That's really awesome. Yeah, and that's, that's really what, like, our Taking Kids Surfing Day series is for. Yeah. You know, uh we usually have about 100 kids come out to those events, wow. uh, between 80 and 100, sometimes more, and that's just to introduce them to surfing. Yeah. Some of them do it for five minutes. They're over it, dude. They're like, nope. But at least they know when you give them that opportunity. But I'll tell you, about 80% love it. Yeah, for sure. And then the next step is the hardest step, is to get the parents to continue to bring them to oh, the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's not your event. Yeah, and, exactly. And uh, that's the hardest part. You see kids, they love it. They're having a great time. You never see them again except at your next event. And it's like, let's get them to the beach, you know. Uh, yeah. I know it's hard. You can't do this at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no waves there. <laughs> There's only one one person that can. That's Slater. You know, he, yeah. he has his own wave pool. Yeah. Did you, did you uh, listen to his his podcast with Brogan? I listened Rogan? To a, li- a little bit of it, yeah. Dude, he's he is a genius. He's so smart. God, he's so smart. He's a, and I didn't realize he was involved in so much that's not surfing, like uh, yes. like the hunting stuff and mm-hmm. whatnot. Like I didn't realize he was all into that. No, he has his hands in everything. Yeah. <laughs> is he is he the most dominant athlete of all time? If you think about, I that, would say yes, but I'm not familiar with like soccer athletes and tennis athletes. Um, but you think but about longevity a, of career? Absolutely. Dude. I mean, he started smoking everybody when he was like twelve. Maybe and he never stopped, and then fifty something. You know, like, and he has, still hasn't stopped. He's still competing on world tour events. Yeah, you know? I mean, he might not even be fifty. I don't even know how old he is. You know, uh, he's older than me, and he looks like he's sixteen. Yeah, right? I saw that. Um, I saw the one the other day where he hit that wave, and it just totally got him. And he came out on his board like, so yeah. "How do you do that? Like, what is he doing under that He's wave? You can't see." He's a freak. Now, uh, is that so? You you get the, these kids that are doing that are getting is that is that something that you use to get them interested in? And if they're not like exactly feeling it, like like, dude, look at look at this guy. He's 
a grown man that's doing exactly what he did when he was your age. And if you do this right, you could do the same thing. Is that for, sort of your... For sure, but I think... Who's that? Call-ins. Oh, yeah, we got call-ins. That's uh, some guy, one of my judges in Florida for surfing, so... We got a big event this weekend nice, in Florida. Nice. So they're calling. Uh, yeah, I didn't put a uh, request out saying don't call me right now. So. Nah, you get me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I don't even think I turned my mind off. It don't matter. We uh, we don't like to sell the dream as a pro surfer, you know? Yeah, I hear that. Very few, you know what I mean? And but we like to hang it out there, like, hey, you can do this. Yes. If this is what you want, and this is what you put your mind to. You can do this. Yeah. Um, you can do anything. You know, uh, you can be anything that you want. What we try to make, let them know is if you're going to commit to it, you have to commit. Yes. Diet, sleep habits, yes. you know, uh, education, uh, traveling, finances. I mean, you have to commit 100% if you're going to do this. You can't become a pro athlete half assing it. Yeah, now, exactly. There's some people who just get lucky. Okay. For sure. But that's very rare. Few of our team. Exactly. Look, I mean, look at Cam Richards, for instance. That kid has committed. Absolutely, he has committed one hundred percent to do what he has to do to make the world tour. You know, at a young age, he sat down, focused, and said, "This is what I want to do." And he focused and he committed, and he gives up a lot. Oh know? yeah, for sure, uh, a lot. Everybody looks at it, oh, it's the dream life, you know. Um, it is in a way. They're constantly moving, though, like constantly moving. And I, I'm I'm moving a lot, you know. And uh, yeah, well, it must be nice to travel all the time and go to these exotic places. Yeah, I mean, it is. If you're you know? not working when you get there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a lot of people don't understand is is it's 4:30 a.m. wake up calls, and last one off the beach. Yeah, really. Why everybody's out surfing and having a good time and partying. Uh, when I get off the beach, I still have work to do. Yes. You know, and uh, I might be able to catch some drinks. And honestly, by the time I'm done, I'm over it. Like, I'm just tired. You know? Yeah, for and, sure. And uh, and some, like this last trip to Barbados, I had a lay day. Uh, we ran like half a day. And I worked until 10 o'clock in the morning, 10.30 in the morning. And then uh, we went to the other side of the island. Uh, Stony Cantor took us over there, Mike and a bunch of Bunch yep. of ground. We we went over to the other side of Barbados and just had a blast. But that was a half a day. The Can Stoney still get out here and do it? Yeah. <laughs> Tonda. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't you know? Don't get it twisted with Stoney Canner, man. I mean, he probably. I don't know when the last time he surfed, but he get up. <laughs> he See, will, he will make an ass out of you. <laughs> He's the dude where you, where uh, you know, you win some money off. Of, you know, you get some, you hustle some people like pool. Yeah, be like, man, I bet you this dude right man, here I'll serve you. I bet this dude I'll serve you any day. Be like, I'll take the shaky old man <laughs> <laughs> and just come out there and just body bag everybody. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was uh, talking to Stony. I, I talked to Micah for a little bit. Um, but just seeing all of this effort that goes into that, like where where Stoney's talking about, man, Mike has got to go here and here and here and here, and I and I, and I see um, and hear more about him than I do Cam, just because I see Stoney more than right, I see Kelly, of course. But um, I mean, when you see one, you're probably going to see the other one with Stoney <laughs> and Kelly. Well, 
But yeah, like I, I see them and hearing all the stuff that he's talking about. Like there's so many places that you have to go, and he's wanting to go to Paris and wanting to go do this stuff like that. And I mean, like there's so much that can be done in this life if you want to commit to doing stuff like that. But 100%. I realize that it does take you away from home. It does and, a lot. Um, my kids sacrifice a lot. Yeah. Um, all of our vacations are with other kids you know we take yeah other kids places all the time our spring break trip you know for instance there's 14 kids that go on that trip um you know i could just take my kids on a week vacation if i wanted to but yeah so they sacrifice you know dad and mom time and share it with their friends and which is really good of you to I don't know, and it might not seem that way for if you're like, man, I, I want to spend time with just my kids, you know, or whatever. But right. it's really good of you to like include all these other people. That oh, for sure, and wouldn't I mean, necessarily have that opportunity otherwise. Yeah, and that's what kind of what makes us, what drives us. Yeah, is um, these other kids, and I've always been that type of person. It's like the more the merrier. Yeah, you know, like, for sure. I, it, I want everybody to have a good experience. I mean, growing up. I didn't get to go on the Costa Rica village trips and, you know, all this other stuff growing up. A, parents didn't have the funds, and B, I wasn't really in that crew, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was, but I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, was, um, I wasn't, like, one of the cool guys, you know, um, in that little group. And uh, I just want to make sure that other kids get the opportunity um, and it's not divided, uh, which it never really was divided then. Yeah, um, yeah. But... Um, there was a lot more surfers and a lot more kids back in you know when I was growing yeah, up yeah, in sure. the early nineties. There was a lot more of them, and there was only fifteen spots on a, on a trip, you know. And if you didn't scoop up one of them fifteen spots when it first came available, you know, I, I couldn't go home and be like, I need eight hundred bucks, mom. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, me, me too. too. <laughs> Same here, man. You know, and um, by the time maybe you know they saved or something, then it was just full. And yeah, uh, so I didn't even really go to Costa Rica for the first time until 2006, maybe. Last year I moved here, 2005. I I remember my first Costa Rica trip because uh, it was the first Valentine's Day. My wife and I were together. Uh, I, we weren't married yet. We you know just boyfriend and girlfriend, but it was serious. We lived together, and um, I'm going to. Costa Rica on Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Heads up. <laughs> and it was How'd like, that go over? Um, I mean, obviously you're married, so. It went over okay, I guess. Um, she's really supportive, put it that way. That's she, good, she, man. She figured out early that uh, I made really rash decisions sometimes on the fly. I think this was probably February 11th when I told her. <laughs> So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like it was December or November when I said something. Um, And I got the travel bug and I was like, oh shit, this is awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, then I realized, well, we can, we can give these, we can give more kids these opportunities. When Surf Dream started, it was just a wetsuit drive and a board drive. Yeah. That's what it started. I remember that. And, uh. So just like everything else, it, it develops into something else. Um, the first year we did a Christmas drive, right? We picked ten families and yeah. gave, and hooked them up boards, wetsuits, backpacks. I mean, all this crazy stuff. And then before New Year's, three of those surfboards were at Nick's pawn shop. 
Wow. I realized real quick that... You kind of got to be selective. Mm-hmm. And um, we decided from there we were kind of change directions and teach kids how to surf. And that's where Take a Kid Surfing Day came from. And then, then we realized, okay, well, we can get some kids out of here. Yeah. Well, we can take them to Florida or North Carolina or Virginia or wherever and get them on some waves. Um, nobody was really traveling a lot. Yeah. And uh, I, when I quit Mellow Mushroom in 2015, I think, I was there for seven, seven eight years, seven years, maybe, maybe a little longer. At least. Yeah. Because I know you were there whenever we were playing, and that was... Yeah, when Myrtle, Myrtle Beach store opened June 2008. Yep. And I was there when it opened. And then uh, I've only been gone there for, I guess, three and a half, four years, maybe. Yeah. So I was there a while, seven, eight years. And when I finally, when I left there and my schedule opened up a lot, we just just started rolling out, you know, day trips, weekend trips, whatever. Yeah. And then we raised the money for the van. Now I remember that. Oh, That's brother Freddie. got real. Freddie Hyatt. Oh, Freddie Hyatt. <laughs> Freddie Hyatt and Tom Rashatoria. I, mean, I met those guys. Uh, we had the idea, and Freddie said, I'll tell you what. He's like, I'll help you out. I can't help you all the way. Let's get close. Then uh, a buddy of mine, he always likes to stay under the radar. But if you ever noticed our, our van, it says woohoo on the side. Yeah. Well, that is. The guy who has made everything possible, um, you know, next to Freddie, um, we call him Mr. Woohoo. Uh, his, I don't, you know, his real yeah, name yeah. is uh, whatever. Yeah, you know, he, he want to like, keep it. Yeah, he, he's a really nice guy, and um, he believes in us. He's always believed in me, and uh, he actually gave me a Lexus to raffle off. Wow. To auction off, and we did it at the Macaroni and Cheese Cook-Off two years ago. At Sergey's. And we got $15,000 for it. Wow. So I took that money to Freddie uh, with a couple more bucks, and then uh, we got the van. Dude, so We got like a $35,000 van, you know, off of fundraising. And I, I mean, it, I was, I could not believe we actually did it. That's you know? so incredible, man. <laughs> and once that happened, game over. I put thirty five thousand miles on that van last year, dude. That's good for you. Now I was gonna. That's, that's great for you. Great for the kids. I'm very, very stoked about that. I was gonna ask you. Do you now? Whenever you, you're deciding uh, who goes on this thing, is there there's no limit? Like whether it's somebody who's not who struggles a little bit with the waves, they still get to go. Yeah, for sure. We had kids. Uh, my son's friend named Chris. He lives in our neighborhood. Um, he's never even touched a surfboard in his life. He he went last year. Had the time of his life. You know, it's about the uh, the experience. And you don't have to be a surfer, you know. Yeah. I mean, he got out there and swam and boogie boarded and tried surfing and you know just kind of wasn't his cup of tea. But he was at the beach every day. You know, he was hanging out and he was yeah. just cruising, playing football on the beach, and he had a great time. I mean, time of his life. That's so awesome, man. Especially that a community. And for those of you who are not familiar with, uh, I have a lot of West Coast West Coast people that listen as, as well. Like right around here. And this is like one of the few surfing locations in this area. I think like I don't know if like uh, maybe Folly and then then Wrightsville, but in, yeah. in this little pocket is outside of Folly and Wrightsville. This is this is pretty much the spot for yeah, surfing. You have like Little River, you know, North yeah. Little Beach area, um, which is um, really cool group of guys up there. Yeah, um, 
and then Mer- you know the Myrtle Beach guys, and then the Garden City guys, which are you know us. I feel like we we're a little bit rough around the edges, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, yeah. the Garden City crew, GCGC. You know? GC. Yeah, we're I mean just, we're just a little bit r- more rough around the edges than the yeah. other guys, and and that's fine. Um, we uh, we had it kind of rough growing up as Groms, you know. I mean, I, many a times my boards got thrown in trash cans, buried, hid. You know, wax. I've had wax. My windows waxed on my car. I mean, all of them. You know, <laughs> go home written on it. You know, like I mean, that's just what we dealt with when we were kids. You do that shit now to a kid, and it's like yeah. game over. Principal calls, DSS calls you. You know, you can't do that shit anymore. Oh, man, I was parents listen- call you freaking out. You know, I was listening to a podcast a while ago about like how how much different stuff is now, and like whether or not you should allow kids or to experience things like this to, so where to grow up with thicker skin you know to where you everything doesn't bother you you right. don't want to run into tattle on everybody like, <laughs> man we used to get we used to get beat for tattling yeah for sure whooped for tattling man yeah. and you ain't telling and now you get whooped for not yep it's a different time but and, and you know then there's a fine there's a fine line there especially with yeah. something like that you know um um Johnny stole my can my candy bar out of my desk. Yeah, punch him in the nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah, Kick exactly. his ass on the playground. Hit him. <laughs> yeah, right. I bet he won't steal your candy bar no more. You know, like I, yeah. maybe things like that. You might not should go tell the principal and the mom and the dad and they make this big deal about it. And Johnny catch him in the bathroom. Like, bro, you ever take my shit again? I'm fucking you up. You yeah, know? right. Like, but um, Mr. Smith. Yeah, friended me on Facebook and sent me a dick pic. You should yeah. probably say something. Yeah, let's say something <laughs> about that. Yeah, for real, man. My brother, my big brother, my big brother and me. Uh, there was these dudes that were talking shit one time. Me and my big brother were walking back to to our, our aunt's house where his car was parked, and this was like he was in high school and I was in middle school, and these dudes were like sitting there talking shit or whatever and my brother was like listen these boys gonna come over here and if they try to fight me and if one of them jumps in that ain't supposed to be in and you don't help me I'm gonna whoop your ass when we get home <laughs> and like I mean it was just like yeah, you supposed to do shit like that this yeah. is a thing but you yeah. can't say nothing like that no more man back in the day you fought it out man like yeah, yeah definitely you just fought it out and, and then I mean me anytime I had a discrepancy with anybody we'd handle our business or whatever and I'd be over it we yeah cool? for sure we cool we can go surf, ride bikes, skateboard. I don't care. You know? We handle the situation. It's over. <laughs> yeah, it's done. It's over. Now it's, uh, you know, yeah, different guns world. and uh, whatever. You beat somebody's ass, they go home and get it's not, over. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not over. It's not over. So I, I, I know you're doing very, very good things with the Surf Dreams Foundation. I'm very proud of everything that you've done well, with, you. with this area and all the kids and stuff like that. But i got to talk about. DJ QP and Shamrock. <laughs> we got to talk about that. Oh, so, boy. at what point did the focus? Because I remember when I first met you, you were like, I think you were full on into the the, the Shamrock and QP. Oh yeah, we were we were deep. Yeah, that was that was going on heavily. So, at what point did the focus shift from that to? The, the surf dreams because I think you, I, I don't know if you, you realize this about yourself but you have to be balls deep into something heavily you know like do you, you do you notice that yeah yeah. I'm sure you do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the same to, way. I've tried to back off. I'm know? the same um, way, dude. Because, you know, with with the rap group that we had, and we were successful. I mean, I say successful, yeah. but, you know, locally we were successful. Yeah. Um, 
there really wasn't too many people who were into live local music that didn't know who we were. Exactly. Um, and I mean, we would put three to five hundred people in Mojos every Wednesday night. Yep. I mean, that's oh, huge. Yeah. That's you know, a big deal for here. I'll give you with a rap. I'll give you a hundred dollar bill right now if you can tell me any band in this town besides Painted Man and True Soul and maybe one other one. That could put that many people in one spot once a week. Regularly, yeah. Not happening. Not happening, no. Rappers. Exactly, that's what I was saying. (laughs) Rappers. Rappers did that. And we had three and a half hour show, you know? Yeah. We would perform for two hours and not even take a break. Dude, I remember. I remember that night at Tito's. (laughs) That was one of the last times, too, I think. Yeah. At Tito's, like a a, a last hoorah. Man. But we were stoked, you know. I I mean, and. I think I got up with y'all for a little while and did some guitar stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's just what it's about. And all of our stuff was truly live. Um, No background vocals. You know what I mean? Like, all the beats were produced by Shamrock. He made all the beats. Every single one. There was a time where he was using a Roland uh, 303 and a 505. To actually, the beats were synced, but if the bass line needed to come out, he would actually pull it out with the button, you know? Yeah. Like, like while we were performing. Like, we did House of Blues shows and stuff like that. We did the How High Tour with Method Man and Red Man with that machine. Dude. You know, when, when it was time for the chorus to come in and all the instruments come in, he had to press the buttons to bring them in. You know? Ain't nobody doing that now. No. Ain't nobody, nobody doing that nobody's now. Nobody's doing that now. Nobody want to take the time. But that's what, dude, that's what it's all about, man. Like, just literally being hands-on with those things. Now everybody, once the computer era came in, right. like, and that was the early stages of computer stuff is what you're, like, like this digital, but it's manual. Yes. Like, you have to be hands-on like with it. Just keyboard. Yes. That's exactly what it was. Yes. And, um, and it was, a tr- it, our shows were truly live. And I think that's what people liked about them. Absolutely, um, man. And <laughs> we didn't give a fuck. That's, well, that's, the, <laughs> we that's drank, important. We drank a lot. I mean, we smoked weed a lot on stage. You know, we got away with some shit. You know what I mean? And, and so, yeah. But people knew when they come to our show, they was going to party. Yeah, exactly. It was going to be a party, like regardless. And, you know, that kind of led me to down the wrong path. You know, when, when shit hit the fan with me, you know. I was, yeah. Smoking meth, smoking crack, selling yeah. meth, selling crack, coke, weed, rolls, uppers, yeah. downers, lefters, writers. <laughs> like I take a couple of us. <laughs> I got a couple downers. You know what yeah, I mean? Like that's just, it, it, yeah. that's just what it. Yeah. That's just what it wrapped into. That's the man. game. Yeah, and it that's just, the game. Just like surfing, hip hop, um, any other sport that I've ever done, I took that shit serious too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had, I went. Balls into that, yeah. You know, and uh, I I figured out that um I would sell coke at like six or seven o'clock at night. I'd start selling coke, right? Yeah. On like starting Thursday, well, I figured out that if I front them at noon on their lunch break, you know, because they they don't have their checks yet. Yeah. Hell, I front them at noon on their lunch break. Now I'm getting two sales out of them. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you, know? you sell them come they seven or eight o'clock. They're done for the right. night. You know, Bro, they're, you they're taking that. So I, I've been I would, down that road. So I'd give them like a gram or something uh, at noon, and then they would come pay me and get whatever they needed for the night. Yeah. So I would get them twice in one day, and then I figured out, well, genius. Well, <laughs> I'm breaking it. So any drug dealers out there listening, I'm about to break the formula down for you. <laughs> now I've been clean 13 years. Okay. So congratulations um, on thank that, you. man. Um, and, uh, but I, I was, business was really slow on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. I mean, really slow. 
It's like, fuck, man. Like, I get it. You know, like, no one's partying. Yeah. It's just back to work. Well, they want to go to sleep. Oh, yeah. So, uh, how do y'all feel about Xanax and Volumes? Love them. <laughs> Got them. Yeah. So, I'd start selling the same people Xanax and Volumes in the early parts of the week. Yeah, that's genius. Because <laughs> now, now you you all off on the weekend, you laying in bed looking at the ceiling, picking out spots. <laughs> it's like now you can actually close your it's eyes. It's like one of the rap lines I said. I said, I'll have you up for three days and then sleep till July. Meaning I, I'll give you a bunch of coke yeah. and then I'll give you a bunch of downers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I'll get you up. When you're ready to go down, I'll get you back down. That's you know? so, um, so I have you up for four days and then sleep till July. <laughs> <laughs> so sick. So, um... You know, that was just, that was a big part of my life, and I wouldn't change it for the world, honestly, I wouldn't, because that's made me stronger, and I'm not scared to share my story and tell my message, to, especially the kids. Yeah. You know, like, hey, this is real life right here, dude. Like, yeah. I'm not some dude that's like, oh, don't smoke weed, you know, and I've never smoked weed before, you know, like, yeah. look at you, like, how the fuck you know? You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, me, I'm like, bro, I, I smoked meth, that's why my bottom four teeth are rotten. Yeah. Like, you want to see them, dude? You know, like. Yeah. Don't do this shit. Don't do it. This is why. It. You know? And they look at you all crazy like you got three heads. Like, oh, shit. You know? Like, he but, knows. But that's, I mean, that's what more people have to do. Like, more people yes. have to do that. More people that are addicts, they hide behind themselves. Like, oh, I don't want anybody to know I was an addict. Or even, like, people currently, like, in deep recovery right now. Like, yep. tell people, man. Tell your story. Just, yeah, get it out there. It'll help somebody. I use this I use this podcast for that. I, I use this podcast to say, yeah, I had a Coke problem. That's where this podcast came from. Right. Like, I had to replace my Coke yeah. addiction with something. Yeah. And that's where this podcast came from. Yeah. I had, it was bad. And you never really know what, you know, what you're going to come across and what you need to replace with what. And, um, yeah. You know, anybody who's an addict or do, does drugs or cigarettes or whatever you do, I mean, you got to replace it with something. You know, oh, for sure. Just, I mean, for at least for a little while. Um, and then drugs, that's, yeah, I replaced it with work because I wasn't working, dude. I was doing shit. Yeah, yeah for sure. Shit, you know? Well, I was, I was just, when you were in the middle of saying that, I was going to bring in the fact that I think you took a lot of the tricks you learned in, in that lifestyle for so long and put all of those tricks into, into your, you know, work. Yeah, and things that you do now, like you learn a lot of shit, a lot in that life. Yeah. you know, you really do, and a lot of people don't, that don't live it don't understand. Yeah, I learned a lot. I mean, a lot of shit, and yeah, uh, and I've taken that same mentality, you know, and yep. um, and just turned it into a positive. Exactly, and um, you know, anytime you do anything, whether it's positive, negative, negative, you always have haters. You know, For you sure. always have people hating on you, and and that's fine. I totally get it. Yep. Um, you know, it goes back to what I was saying, oh, it must be nice to go take all these trips and stuff. Well, you can do it too, dude. You know, like, you got to sacrifice your time. Exactly. You know? My wife and I take, um, you know, uh, we brought in another chaperone actually on our spring break trip. So there's three of us now. Um, but before it was just us. And we'd have two hotel rooms, um, like big hotel rooms. And she's in charge of one. I'm in charge of another. Um, we did everything together. But, dude, you're never off. Never. You know, you got to make the sure they're, they, they're fed. Make sure they don't get hurt. Make sure they check in with their parents. 
Make sure they keep all their clothes organized. Make sure their money's organized. Yeah. Make sure that they're having a good time. You know, make sure they're safe while they're surfing and they have sunscreen on. Like, there's just all these little variables that people don't understand. Yeah. I mean, have you ever tried to put sunscreen on 14 kids? <laughs> no, it's like I have 45 not. minutes, dude. Like, you line them all up, you get the face stick on, you know? Yeah. S- spray them all down, make sure they got their rash guards, and then, you, you know, that's 14 towels. You know, every kid's got to have a towel, you know, and yeah. a book bag. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot goes into it, but we love it, man. We love it. That's good, man. That that's really good that you're you're on fire for this thing. Is it? That, and I like the fact that you do take that. Uh, I, and I call it from what I have is like an addict mentality. I'm an addict on I like, and whenever I take that mentality and put it towards something positive, yeah. dude. Because dude, there ain't nothing that's gonna stop an addict from getting a fix. No, nothing. Nothing gonna stop that. <laughs> so when you change your fix. Then yep. big things can happen, and you that's know, a really good love, thing. I still love music too, and I still love yeah. like grabbing the mic once in a while when I'm out. Um, yeah, I've, I've had, we've had you up on Bubba's a know, couple yeah, times. You know, I mean, I, I still love doing it. You know, and I still, um, I still like, you know, rap around the house and stuff. You know, yeah. like you I writing any keep, new shit? Or I haven't really wrote. Not really much, a, a little bit, just here and there. Um, like you hear something and be like, "Damn, that's a line." But you know, like my old stuff was like. Like, I'm, like, talking about drugs and girls and partying and shit. Now I'm, like, fucking Uncrustables, lunchboxes, need to get them ready. I'm untouchable. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like, like what am I supposed to talk about, dude? Like, I got to make lunches for the kids and fucking go to basketball practice and shit. You know? Like, I mean, that's cool. Like, I see these rapping dads and stuff, and uh, I feel like I could do something like that even you know possibly better if I put my mind to it you bro, know like, that's your end that's you talking about Facebook live and do that you do know, some uh, of those like in, I'm in the line to pick up my kids <laughs> whatever, you know, <laughs> you know like, and, and um like I'm, I'm totally down to do something like that maybe we should write something you know and uh, another yeah, big inspiration man. of mine is uh, Ben Gravy I don't know if you watch Never. him and um YouTube I, I saw I saw you did a, a video with him maybe on a, a house some beach house somewhere yeah. It was in Surfside. Yeah, I, we did um, randomly. It was like Freestyle Friday it's or something. Like a couple years ago. Yeah, on uh, for Be Somebody. Um, yeah, uh, we had like fourteen or fifteen thousand views on that thing. Really? Yeah, it was huge. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but he's a vlogger. You know, he's a, he's a vlogger, um, YouTube vlogger. I think he has sixty thousand subscribers um, currently. Damn. That's um, solid. Yeah, and you got to watch him, man. Ben Gravy. Anybody out there, just check him out. He's a, one of my really good friends, and he's a huge inspiration, too. He's an alcoholic, and um, I'm not sure how much of a drug you know, drug user he was, but um, he kind of got his start with, remember the Paris Hilton show? Yeah. When they went to the different families? Yeah. He was one of them. He, oh, he was shit. the one in Jersey where they like just like were over it. Like They, they were just like yeah. trash these girls or whatever, but... They were kind of like jackass. You know, he hates when I say that, if anybody says that, but that's what they were. They did stunts and things like that, and that's kind of what got them on the map. Yeah. But now he vlogs daily. Daily. That's how you get 60,000 subscribers. I mean, like, for a couple years now. Daily. Yeah. Like, when you hang out with this dude, you're not really hanging out. He'll film, edit, film, edit. I mean, you get in the car, he's editing, you know? That's that's what it he takes. Like, yeah, that's what it takes. It's, he's dedicated. Just like going back to what we said in the beginning, yep. he's 100 percent committed to that vlog. You know, absolutely. And he's clean. You know, he's good lifestyle. Got a great girl, um, and he does amazing things with kids in the community. He's got his own surfboard line. 
skateboard line. Sector 9 has a Ben Gravy model. Um, uh, Wave Bandit has a Ben Gravy model. He has his own Hyperflex wetsuit. Damn. Yeah. He um, made it. He made it. <laughs> yeah. He made it. Uh, yeah, and uh, we still joke a lot. Um, actually, I got a contest uh, coming up Sunday in Melbourne Beach, Florida, and he's down there. He has his parents have a house there, so he's staying there right now for Surf Expo and stuff. And I was like, uh, "Great surf announcer, right? He's a great surf yes. announcer." Me and him, we we put us on announcing a surf contest, game over. You know, we we have a good time. We cut up and make it interesting. But anyway, I, you know, just like little stupid jokes. I'm like, "Hey, man." Um, uh, come and help me announce on Sunday. Uh, I'll give you four dollars an hour for the first hour and one dollar an hour for the next three hours after that. You know, <laughs> and, you know, just um, just kind of fucking with him. He texts me back. He's like five grand. I'm in. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he's just. I mean, he's he's very comical, man. And uh, I would definitely check his stuff out because he's an inspiration to a lot of people, and yeah, including man. myself. Um, and he's also a musician. Yeah, I think he was playing guitar that day. Yeah, on that on that one video that we saw or I saw. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got some really good stuff. But that's kind of where I was getting at with the music part is he's um, he's kind of taking the same path. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, music and then into surfing. He's in the surfing industry really heavy. He was a pro when he was young. He was on the U.S. team and then he kind of wandered off and yeah, you know, went the wrong way or whatever. So um, the Stories are kind of similar, you know what I mean? He's just a lot more successful. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and, and uh, I think that that has a lot to do with. I know that you 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 have kids. Game over, bro. You have Game kids. Over. I mean, it's boom. I mean, people say your life changes instantly. It does. You do, yeah. And I mean, I, I, and I noticed that in a lot of a lot of my friends. I'm one of the few that doesn't have kids out of my group. Yeah. I mean, you know the crew I run with. Like, I'm yeah. one of the only ones that, that doesn't have family yeah, or whatnot. For sure. And and I'm thinking like, okay, I I see I see the effort that all my friends put into their families and their kids, and I'm like, that's your legacy that you're leaving. I'm like, if mm-hmm. I'm not gonna have that. I need to leave a legacy otherwise. Like right. I need I need to make something else my baby. I need to make something else my child. One hundred percent. And I and I've realized that that's something that's necessary over the last probably two or three years. Yeah, and I mean it is. It truly is. Which you know, is um, which is why I quit drinking, which yeah. is why I you know, quit doing the doing the hard drugs. Yeah. You know, it's like just you, you have to realize that there's certain things that you need to not not put into your life. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man, when you have kids, uh, I have a 15 year old, 13 year old, 10 and nine year old. Yeah. Um, the nine and 10 year olds, they were both born in March. So they're almost a, they're exactly a year apart. So there was a time in our lives where it was pretty hectic, you know, it was gnarly and we didn't yeah. really know how we were going to do it. Um, but now we're kind of over that hump and you can really see them, you know, what you taught them. Yes. And, Situations you've put them in and life lessons you you teach them and they're really putting it into action now. Uh, yeah. There's nothing better when someone, you know, my son Anthony, he goes on a lot of trips with other people. Um, yeah. You know, we want to make sure that he's able to go do some stuff. And, now, and fortunately, we're in a network and a community of people to where there's, you know, he can do stuff. Some pretty cool stuff. You know, he's been yeah, to exactly. California with a family last year. Just got back from Florida with a, with a guy. And yeah. They always are like, man, he is so well behaved. And then he was surfing Sebastian the week after Christmas. 
and I got a couple text messages from some some guys I know down there. Like, hey man, we saw your son today. You know that was cool. You know, and uh, yeah, hey, was he everything cool? Yeah, he was being super respectful. You know what I mean? Like that right there. That's gold in the pocket, man. Yeah, for sure. That's beautiful. That's when you know it's like okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty much doing my job as a parent. Um, yeah. There's no handbook. No greater reward than that, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's just no handbook on how to be a parent, you know? I mean, yes. and so you kind of just, you have to just go. And, and I like when people tell me that because you don't know. Everybody feels like they're a great parent, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, there's times where you, you're not. And it just, it's the harsh reality. There's sometimes that you're not the best parent. And, uh, and you just have to realize that. And as a parent, you have to learn as well. And, and, and get better as a parent. Well, realizing that will make you a better parent. At 100%. I mean, I nobody think. comes out the best musician, you know? Or exactly. Nobody's like the best IT guy or the you best a, website builder. You got a bomb. Yeah. Well, guess what? You Parenting got a bomb game, a few times. You don't just, a kid pops out and you're the best dad in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to learn, man. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I still find myself in situations like, ah, oh, man, it's probably fucking not the best. You know? Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, shouldn't have done that. Or shouldn't have said that. Like, that was stupid, you know? Like, but, and it's, you got to learn from it. And my wife and I, um, we run the family like a business. I mean, we're a team, you know? And uh, we are. That's really smart. You know, we're, we're, we're a team. It, and it's not, we don't, we don't even have um, joint bank accounts. You know, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's crazy or whatever. But it's like, hey, the phone bill's due. You got any money? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Pay it. You know, <laughs> right, car payments due. You got any money? Yeah, I got some money. All right. Pay it. You know, like yeah. that's just, that's just how it is. We both work. We both work hard, you know, and we, yeah. we make okay money. You know, we don't like crush it. Yeah, for we, sure. But what I mean, well, I mean, you multiply four children by no matter what amount of money you make. Shit, does it matter? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, having that, yeah, with your family, uh, it shows you the kids. We never fight either. We never argue. I mean, stupid shit like why did it, you know? Like, I hate. Pile of dishes, you know, or whatever, yeah. stupid shit like that. And she'd be like, you fucking doing yourself then, you know, like whatever, you know, stupid shit like that. That's so good. Yeah. So but, healthy. Yeah. But like, as in, uh, where the fuck have you been, motherfucker? You yeah. know, like none of that. I travel, yeah. I'm gone for, dude, in August, I'm gone for 15, 16 days in August, you know? Yeah. When I'm gone, I ne- I'm, there's not one ounce of me that's like, what is she doing? You know? And it, and it works both ways. So yeah, exactly. The trust is there, um, and we just get it. Like we're we're a family, you know. Like yeah, we're all that all that other shit. What is she doing? You know, the trust issue. Like once you get rid of that, and that's not an issue anymore. Game over. You, that's it. You your family will succeed in so many different ways that you can just focus and be a family and parent. Well, speaking of focusing on being a family and parent, we're scooting up to that time where you probably got to get back to them. But, uh, dude, just just I, I've always known that I've always known that you were doing really good things with the Surf Dreams and with these with these kids. But having this this long form, if you will, conversation about this really opens up uh, my eyes a little more on what you've got going on, dude. I'm, I'm very I was proud of you. Now I'm like you have evidence as to why I am. <laughs> well, I appreciate so it. So you've man. done a really good job, well, man. Thank you. And, and it's not just me. It's guys like you, you know what I mean? And and the community and Yeah. 
the businesses that support us. Um, that's really who makes you know Surf Dreams and me um, and our team what we are as the community. Yes, and well, we have a fantastic community, we, dude. I'm telling you, I've seen it. Uh, I'm in several markets a year um, doing events. Yeah, and I'm telling you what, this market right here, top notch, top notch for community, hands down. Um, if somebody needs something, you know, like yeah, instant. Um, you know, just to, just at the chicken ball event this past weekend, yeah, there was a car in the parking lot. We needed to move. Like I saw that exactly. Yeah, my point exactly. I put it on Facebook. Dude right? came, moved it, and then, um. Brandon or whatever, somebody came, went to the dude's house, got his keys, and come moved his truck. Yeah. You know, and there was people on Facebook like, yeah, tow that piece of shit's truck. I'm like, dude, this dude was being responsible. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm cool. Like, I'm pissed off because we pretty much told everybody, and there was a sign in the window that says, don't fucking leave your shit here tonight. Yeah. You know, but like, given the opportunity. Totally cool, man. Yeah. Like, if I would have towed it, like, if I would have had to tow it, I would have literally had the tow truck driver move it across the tree, street and pay the 50 bucks or whatever it yeah. was. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what I mean about community is, like, you put it out there and everybody pitched in to help get that car moved. That was the task yeah. at hand as the community. Like, hey, guys, I need help. Someone help me. And then 45 minutes later, it was gone. Done. <laughs> you know, one Facebook post. Who'd have thought Bradley Parker could do something good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to get crap. that fucker well, on here know, one day. Yeah, for sure. I think that'd be awesome. Uh. <laughs> you need a couple hours, and you got to take some calls for that. For oh, sure. yeah. yeah. Hate mail would come in. Yeah, no shit. But he's a really good dude, man. Like, Yeah, he is. When, he, when, he's, when, he's, when he's, you know, on top of his shit. Yeah, he's definitely, he's a good dude, and... Uh, he will do anything for anyone. He so. will. He really will. Well, you know, we, me and you got to get together, man, and jam one, one day. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I'm so. 100% down with that. <laughs> I'm ready. Together, put together a project. I'm like down to just even just jam, like come to practice or something, you know. I'll Hell like, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. So uh, let's do it. So, man, yeah, I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, good and, game, uh, man. Hell yeah. Good game. All right. Well, uh, any any final thoughts you want to leave with the, with the, with the listeners, anybody who may hear this? Years, years gone down the road. <laughs> it's out there in Webland. No, uh, just be yourself, man. And and uh, one thing I always like to say is, you never know what someone else is going through. Yes. Um, you know, you might be at the grocery store and the dude in front of you cuts you in line or something, and you can, you know, any any little thing. You know, you're in the driving and someone cuts you off, you beat the horn, flick them off or something. You just never know what someone's going through, man. I've been working on that a lot. Um, fuck you, you know, like, yeah. what the fuck, man, you cut me a line, like, no, nah. like, I had, it just happened the other day, Subway, the guy was just, like, walked straight up, got right in front of, in front of me in the line, but it was Big Apple Bagel, and, like, everybody's, like, looking at me, like, I'm gonna trip on this dude, I'm like, you good, man, like, obviously, you have somewhere to be, yeah. you know, I'm kind of alright right now, <laughs> you yeah, know? I'm straight, <laughs> yeah, and go ahead, you know, like, but that's what I, I like to say, man, it's just, like, you never know what someone else is going through, a thank you, a have a good day, uh, hold the door. Go ahead, man. You know, you go. Yeah. You know, the guy with the older, you know, the guy has three pieces of groceries and you got a cart. You know what I mean? Like, you never know what someone else is yeah. going through. Uh, they may be a dick. They may be an asshole. But they may have just lost a parent or you know, a kid, you know, got in a fight or something, suspended from school. Or they wrecked their car. You just never know, man. And, and just be fucking nice to people. Be good people. I always end every episode with that. Be a good person. In a, in a yeah. world full of shitty people, don't be one of those people. Yeah, just be, be a, a good, good person. Be a good person, man, and, and spread the 
love, you know? Um, yeah. Everybody likes a high five and a handshake or a fist bump or, you know. Um, Just a little encouragement. Something. Just a little, little, little goodness. Yep, absolutely. Good shit. <laughs> well, good talk, man. Uh, well, for the listeners, uh, go to Surf Dreams. Is it Surf Dreams Foundation? Yeah, SurfDreamsFoundation.org and, and every social media Surf Dreams Foundation. Surf Dreams Foundation on every social media. And uh, I'm not one of those guys who like each one's different. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, pick one and it's easy. That's it. Yep, same deal. Go go check all those things out. Uh, is there any any? Uh, I know a lot of people will be asking. Is there any outside of your events? Is there any way to donate to these funds at all? Or? Yeah, we have a donate button on our website. Okay, um, and all the funds go to these trips and yeah, um, trips, surfboards, wetsuits, shoes, food, you know, whatever these kids need. I mean. There's times where we just get done surfing, there's eight kids there, and I'm like, hey, what's ice cream? You know, like, let's go yeah. go to ice cream. You know, like, if we do stuff like that, that's what we do. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, and that's that's cool. That, um, you know, just be a positive role model, but that's where the money goes, you know, and uh, we have some expenses, insurance, storage, yeah, yeah, for shit sure. like that, or whatever, but most of the money just pays for these kids to go, to go surfing. That's beautiful, man. And get shit to surf with. <laughs> you know, that's great. With whatever, whatever they need. Well, you're doing a really good job at it. Hey, thanks, man. And I'm stoked. Thanks about every it, this every area needs a needs a QP. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> every area needs a fill. All right, guys. Well, YouTubers, hang tight with me for just a second. Uh, I'm gonna do an intro for you and give you some links to click at the bottom of the page. And as for audio people, go click on the YouTube. And don't be a shitty person. You have every you have every opportunity. Every time that a situation occurs in front of you, you have the opportunity to be a good person or be a shitty person. Always choose the good side. Always. Always choose the good side. All right, guys. Well, Brother Phil, thanks for being here, man. Thanks, man. Always, always good to see you. Always good to have you around. And be good people. Peace, bitches. <laughs>